and listen while you list. VMRN, Voice Marketing Radio Network. Welcome to eBay Radio, where your success on eBay is our bottom line. Now, here's Griff. This segment is brought to you by Stamps.com, helping you spend less time shipping, more time selling. On eBay, a picture is worth more than a thousand words because uh, nobody's going to read it anyway. You've got to show buyers what they're buying, and if you want your items to look their best, you got to do what's right. Well, now here with us is Errol Atta. He's a professional photographer known on eBay as Good Stuff Goods, all one word. Errol, as a professional photographer, your eBay photos are exceptionals, as we saw while dishing one of your recent listings. What's the number one secret to taking professional-looking photographs? Hi, Griff. Hi, Lee. Thanks for having me on. Uh, this is uh, exciting. I really feel like I made it to the big time. <laughs> you remember um, this, right, Griff? Yes, I do. Yeah, l- let me give an item number out really fast. It's 1830-6278-3729. Again, that's 1830-6278-3729. Griff saw your listings and he went ballistic. He loved them. Well, I really appreciate it. Well, you know, as you know, Griff, photography is really painting with light. And I don't really care what kind of cameras you use. Uh, good quality lighting is the key to any good photography. Uh, so my suggestion, you know, always invest in decent, a decent lighting kit or a light box and experiment with positioning your light to give your, you know, give you the best results. It's not about just positioning a light in front of a, in front of your subject and shooting. Move the light around, create some dimension, create good shadows. That will make your, you know, images look more dimensional and not flat. So what kind of equipment do you use, including your lighting? Well, I, I've always used uh, Canon DSLRs, uh, you know, shooting professionally. Um, it was, you know, one of the industry standards. Uh, the lighting I use are, uh, they're called Alien Bs. It's a, a three-light setup, and my lights are triggered uh, by a, a remote transmitter that's on my camera. Um, so it just makes it a lot easier, you know, uh, with, with using that type of flash photography. So you and, do, and you, so you, you have a, a little thing, a clicker or something? Yeah, okay. what I have, I, I have a wireless transmitter that mounts to where, uh, your flash would normally go on top of a camera. Uh, oh. And basically all that does is just triggers my three lights that I have. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, so I have, you know, I usually have a, a fill light and I have a main light and I have a background light. You know, you always want to make sure you light your backgrounds up to eliminate any shadow casting that you may normally get with just right. lighting up from the front. And this is an interesting uh, concept because it's one that I've introduced to our photography workshop. We hear a lot um, from folks who say, you know, my background isn't white enough. And if you look in a professional studio, um, they'll light the background with its own set of lights uh, in order to make it white enough and to get rid of those shadows so that you don't have to use um, editing uh, software post-shoot, which is inefficient. I mean, I don't know if you agree with me or not, but I always strive to take photos that when I upload them from my camera, I can go right to eBay and I don't have to take a, you know, all this time editing them, you know, cropping them, brightening them up, you know, fixing the color. Um, making the background white. If you do everything right in the studio, then you shouldn't have to do all this post-shot uh, uh, editing. Yeah, absolutely, Griff. I, I agree. And, you know, that that third light that hits your background should slightly be overexposing your background. Yes. So to eliminate any shadows and you get that crystal clear white background, and as you said, in, in post-edit, it's very quick. You don't have to 
touch up anything. It's just boom, right, right into eBay. Well, this is very exciting to have you both here. <laughs> okay, at the same time. <laughs> but I'm not going to be. I'm, I'm no, no, I want to know from both of you. I'm, I'm going to ask a, a learning, question. I'm a learning amateur, I think. Um, so uh, Errol is an actual professional photographer. So, so how come, that. how come some of our pictures come out light blue or light green in the background? It's, it's your lighting. It's, it's the temperature of your lighting. You know, you should be shooting at, at minimum at 5,600 Kelvin, uh, which is almost close to sunlight. And it, that'll give you, you know, any, anything less than that will give you different, different, um, uh, heat elements. So where do we, how do we know what we're ordering when we buy? Well, except that, uh, so I will, uh, I agree to a point, but I, I think, so most of the light bulbs that you find for, say, softbox kits are, um, 5,500 Kelvin. I found that in my experimenting with this, that as long as all of the lights are the same temperature, your camera or phone can then adjust so that the tone when you set your white balance is rendering true color. It's when you mix the temperatures that it can be bad. So Right, to an extent, sure. Yeah. So because some of us, I use 5500K with great great success, but I only use 5500K. I don't mix, right. mix it with other temperatures. So what? And, and, and if you're, you know, knowledgeable your camera settings, you can set your white balance to where, you know, your whites will come out white, and yeah. the rest of your colors will be true. What do you use as a background? Uh, it's just funny. Uh, you know, I, I've had a professional studio for many years, uh, but you know, doing the eBay uh, eBay selling, we you know we set up our own studio in our home, which is our dining room, is our is our studio. Basically, all I use is a white pull down shade. I, I mount it to a wall or to my window. I pull like it right a wi- down. You mean like a window shade or a shade? Yeah, just a regular pull-down white vinyl shade. <laughs> Simple. And when you don't want it, you can pull it right back up, and it, they're easy to clean, and they're out of the way, and it's not an eyesore. That is a wonderful idea. I, I, I may have sent you a picture of it. I don't know if you, if you got it or not. Um, where did you I send Where did you send the picture? Uh, to my email, to my, maybe? Never mind. Yeah, it's probably okay. one of your emails. You may have it. Okay, I'll I'll look it up. So, what is the key to a clean background? Do you always use white on everything? Uh, I I try to. Um, you know, the, the, the really the trick is to get a nice, clear, clean white background. Is you know a lot of people make the mistake of they they, they gen- generally try to put their subject closer to the background, which is. Which is definitely a no-no. You know, you want to keep your subject far away from your background, um, and you want to make sure you light your background properly. So what happens is when your when your subject is closer to your camera and far away from the background, it actually blurs out your background. So mm-hmm. any you know any marks or anything that you may have on your background won't won't show up clearly, and your subject will be a lot sharper than your than your background. So you want to get, make sure your foreground is sharp, your background is blurred out, and it gives you a nice crisp sharp image. Groovy. I'm looking at his image here. I'm looking at the Keystone Packard Press Steel Toy Fire Hose Truck 1920s Metal Toy. You can see every inch of that thing. Yeah. It, it's just, his pictures are just stupendous. I know when we were dishing them, I remember dishing this listing. Oh, and you thinking, went nuts? Well, I mean, these are incredible photographs and they're textbook, exactly the right examples of what you want to do right in order to and get you- your product sold. You know, and, and it's really, it's, it, I don't care what kind of camera you're shooting with, as long as you have the right light, you can get the same results. Yeah, I find you're, that's absolutely the case, because you can, um, 
I know that uh, uh, cell phones, smartphones now have cameras that rival the best point and shoot, but they take great photos as long as you have enough light. Um, you you have a hard time telling. I would have a hard time telling the difference between a photo with you know both photos have sufficient light. One that's been taken with an expensive camera and one's taken with an iPhone. I I, I agree. I'm I'm very tempted to sometimes shoot with my smartphone, but I, I hold myself back and do it professionally. What I love about your photos is that the backgrounds are really white, but what I hate about software that removes the background is it removes every shadow. And what's nice about, for example, with this truck photograph, with the, uh, the, you know, the toy truck, is that you can see the shadow of the truck underneath it, and that gives it depth, it gives it perception, it gives it realness. Which it it's not flat. Which I think if it's totally white and you see no shadows underneath, then it kind of looks like, you know, it's floating in a, you know, a void somewhere. Right. You always want to have some some type of dimension to your photos. Dimension. Yes, that's a great word. So yeah. let me make sure I understand. So if you're shooting a white or a clear item, you still use a white background. Sure. Yeah. It's all it's all on how you're lighting. Like when, for instance, if you if you're shooting a a, a object that's clear, that's 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 the type of lighting you don't want to have directly in front. You may want to move your light to the side and illuminate the side. Oh, and that way it won't, they won't blow out and they won't blend into your background. So it's all about and, fiddling around with your lights. Yeah, it, it, it is. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's all, it's all lighting. Um, doesn't matter what your backgrounds are. Uh, it's all how you set up your lighting. And, you know, one of my suggestions is always play with your camera settings and your lighting. Move things around. See what kind of results you get. Experiment. Because every time I do it, I get a different result. Well, exactly, and that's the right. You know, you you're not going to break anything. I mean, moving your lights around isn't going to like mm-hmm. cause the end of the world. Uh, but you, it's it's doing that experimentation. I find that helps you learn about what's going to work. But so many that's people are afraid to touch anything. Do you find this to be the case? Well, I don't want to touch my camera. I might break it. I don't want to well, move I, those lights. They might break, I, or I might I, not I, get them right. My my wife. Joanne used to be that way, and now she is just as just as much just as much as an expert as I am at this point. See, I mean, if if you look at our store, if you see all the handbags and things like that, she she shot all of those handbag schman bags. What about crystal yeah. or glass? They always do not show up right for me. Yeah, it's it's all lighting. You got to make sure your your lighting is not direct. Uh, you want to bounce some of your lighting, so you know direct lighting will overexpose white objects and clear objects. So by moving your light to to the side of your object and maybe putting some whiteboards around it so your light kind of bounces within that shooting area, you'll, you'll get better results. Any bonus tips for us today, Errol? Bonus tips? Yeah, tons of them. <laughs> uh, always, like, as I mentioned before, always experiment with your camera settings and lighting. Uh, tons of YouTube videos out there for you to look at. Ideally, clean photos will show your customers that you care about what you're selling. And that's the important thing. Uh, if, if your photos, like you're, you care about what you're selling, uh, nine out of ten times they will pay slightly more money for your item. I agree. I, I like that. I mean, I've, I've sold items uh, more than some of my competitors because I feel my photos were better. And I'll tell you, we dished your listing. If you look at this listing that I put up there, the number I put up, Yes. It's fantastic. It is a beautiful. Oh. The photographs are just extraordinary. Everything's gorgeous. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I, Come back I, to I, us, Errol. I Thanks, Errol. Thank you. Thanks. It's our pleasure.
This segment was brought to you by Stamps.com, helping you spend less time shipping, more time selling. Up next, six benefits as we continue with more of eBay Radio. Stamps.com wants to give you a free five-pound shipping scale. Simply sign up for our free program for eBay sellers. You get all the features that Stamps.com provides, custom designed for your eBay sales, including the printing of all USPS mail classes and batch printing, plus the ability to brand shipping labels with your company logo. eBay sellers, sign up now for your free program and get your bonus five-pound scale today. Shipping and handling fee required at Stamps.com slash eBay radio. Running a successful e-commerce business is complicated, but managing your listings should be easy. That's why award-winning eBay power sellers Victor Levitin and Maxim Godin created Crazy Lister and why more than 100,000 eBay sellers are using it. It makes listings so easy, it's crazy. Just drag and drop to easily create mobile-optimized listings in seconds or apply one of Crazy Lister's 200 templates to your existing listings with a single click. Editing listings is super easy, and Crazy Lister lets you keep ended listings forever. And if you need help making the most of Crazy Lister, their awesome support will make it even easier. Whether you're a hobby seller, small business, just getting started, or looking to grow, Crazy Lister has an easy solution for you. Try it for free for seven days, no credit card required. They're easy at crazylister.com. When it comes to keeping up with eBay and online marketplace news, you've got to consider the source. That's why you should be reading TameBay. You can trust TameBay to know what's moving and shaking in the world of e-commerce, both close to home and around the globe. It's must-read news for eBay sellers. Editors Chris Dawson and Dan Wilson serve up the real dish. With an eye to serving real-life sellers who want to grow and improve their businesses on eBay and online, Chris is an eBay seller himself, and Dan helped found eBay UK. Plus, TameBay offers more than just news. Their free seller resources include ebooks, videos, and the TameBay Guide to Seller Tools and Services. It's a comprehensive directory of third-party providers, including eBay Radio. For up-to-date e-commerce news worldwide, turn to TameBay at TameBay.com. That's T-A-M-E-Bay.com. Internet sales tax, global trade, postal policies, and ownership rights are issues that impact your bottom line. eBay's government relations team has your back with eBay Main Street, giving you a voice on e-commerce legislation. 600,000 of your fellow e-commerce advocates have joined, and we need you. Sign up at ebaymainstreet.com slash join. That's ebaymainstreet.com slash join. 